right. Well, welcome to Conversations from the Front Porch. I'm Leslie Cordy, your host for this podcast. And we're lucky today to have with us Dr. Seamus Otuma, who is Director of the Adult Continuing Education Center at the University College Cork in Ireland. Hello, Seamus. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me, Leslie. I hope uh, my Irish accent uh, doesn't cause a problem for your uh, local listeners there. I'll do my I'll do my I'll do my best to speak uh, as distinctly as I can. All right. Well, we we love the accent and and we welcome it. And so, thank you for being here. I guess the first thing we'll just have you tell us a little bit about yourself, so something that you'd like to share with our listeners. Well, even before we start that, uh, you know, uh, I think your the title of your podcast is very appropriate. Uh, I I don't know if you. Um, taught this through from uh, the point of view of uh, Greek philosophy I have uh, because not. you have not well then uh, let me say when, when you said it to me I, I was I was uh, I was tickled by it because um, I used to teach in the political science department at the university before I took up my current role and one of the things I taught uh, a little bit uh, was around the origins of you know uh, Western uh, political philosophy and so on, and one of the philosophies which I discussed with my students was Stoicism. Okay. And Stoicism is uh, very appropriate, actually, in the in the current climate because I suppose we we all have to be stoic in the sense of yeah. being locked down and being at home and not being able to do many of the things we normally do. Um, but Stoicism. Uh, the founding figure of of Stoicism uh, was a guy called Zeno. Okay. Um, and mm. Zeno uh, was originally from uh, what is today Cyprus. So he wasn't he wasn't a Greek. He was a Phoenician, and he came to uh, Athens, and he uh, started to study philosophy, and then he established his own school. And his own school was in uh, uh, an area called the Stoa, which means the porch. Ah. So he taught from the porch and he taught, uh, and this is where the word Stoicism came from, from the word Stoa, meaning porch. So I think it's relevant, very relevant that you chose this particular title. Well, I'm just going to say that I'm brilliant. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing that with us. That's, you're right. How, how coincidental. Well, you know, um, there's a thing, uh, you know, people talk about a, you know, collective learning processes and um, things connect in our thinking and in our learning that we're not always aware of. Mm -hmm. That's so, so true. Yeah. So, so maybe it's not a complete coincidence that okay. you chose that title. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, um, uh, it'll be a wonderful addition to the, to the page then. Thank you for all of us who are being stoic in, in these times. Absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, I feel very grateful to, to know you as I know others who have been involved with you uh, uh, in this lifelong learning and journey, so to speak. But um, uh, our association came 
from a professional association, which was the AAACE and the American Association of Adult and Continuing Education. And now also through UCAN, which is the uh, university, European University Continuing Education Network. And I know you've been involved with other things, including UNESCO, Seamus. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, uh, just maybe coming back to the AAACE, um, I, I came to my first conference uh, maybe a year or so after I came to my current job. Um, and this was important for me because uh, I think it's the transatlantic relationship between Ireland and the US is very, very important and, and the US and Europe. And especially in the current uh, climate, I think it's even more important to uh, build those links. The thing that maybe um, Americans maybe underestimate is the role of America in the world. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, America has offered a huge amount in terms of the development of democracy and human rights and the taking forward, I suppose, a tradition that uh, emanated in Europe. Um, and throughout the 20th century, America played a, a huge role in terms of uh, liberating ma many parts of the world. Right. And at the moment, we're commemorating uh, the last days of the um, Nazis' uh, rule. Yes. And America was very, very central in that uh, project. And for me, I suppose uh, it's important that uh, we don't ever forget that. Uh, I, I was, my first time being in the US was in 1986 and uh, I spent most of the summer in Memphis. I have, uh, my brother-in-law's his family are from Memphis and I uh, stayed with his family. Uh, but at the end of my, my stay, I got a Greyhound uh, ticket uh, and I went to New Orleans and um, I came to Durham and North Carolina, and then I came to Washington, D.C. Right. And uh, I was absolutely blown away by the whole experience um, because I'd seen maybe on TV and in films, uh, you know, the kind of the views of the, you know, the Lincoln Monument and all of these kinds of things. But when you're there, you realize the scale of it and so on. But the thing that probably impacted me more than anything else was the old uh, Sinus house, um, being in the Sinus uh, and, you know, just realizing that so much important debate and discussion in terms of uh, how we live and create Western society happened in that place. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's really, really important. And, uh, yeah. you know, in terms of the, the future of humanity, America plays a really important role. And while American politics is local to Americans, it impacts everybody in the world. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, like uh, you just feel like saying to <laughs> Americans, do you realize how important your vote is. It's more important than most people's votes around the world. Yeah. And, you know, people, I, I wish maybe that people kind of realize that more. And I yeah. suppose we, we always underestimate our, the, the values of our own countries, but 
um, I think that's a really important thing. And I, I don't know if it's maybe part of the American education system now that people don't realize as much, maybe as they did in the past, uh, how important the American way of life is. I don't know. Um, Do you, I don't know if, so we're, we're talking about the, the right to vote even, right? That it goes beyond that, that ballot, even if it's a local ballot, right? Here in the middle of Alabama can have yep. repercussions and implications far across the world. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the idea of democracy, the idea of human rights. And, you know, I think there's a huge danger that uh, we mentioned the Nazis just a few minutes ago. And we, we can't we can't ever forget that. We can't ever forget the monstrosity that that was and the devastation and the, uh, the uh, you know, like really obscene murder, uh, you know, systematic murder of people. Uh, yeah. That was the Holocaust. And, uh, you know, we just we just can't forget that, and I, I just get the sense today that people are beginning to forget uh, in Europe and in America, and you know, like my God, we just can't go back there. And so, what do you think then, in terms of? Okay, so we say that that I mean, we all take we're all take we all took for granted, I think, what it meant to have some of these freedoms, right? And now I think that some of that's coming to light in terms of what it means to have a democracy and who makes those decisions and how we get out of the house and things like that. But how do we even go further, right? Like we've seen that in Spain and in Italy, there's been this death and, and devastation, but how do we really try to connect it, connect one another, right? How do we, how do we have some Americans who have never been abroad or something like that understand that what happens to the, the people in Milan or Madrid, that it can happen to them? Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose, I mean, you know, I live in a very small country. And uh, if you live in a very small country, uh, you're always looking at the rest of the world because <laughs> you know that yeah. your country is not is 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 small. Um, but I think maybe if you live in America, you feel maybe you don't need to know much about the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a really dangerous place to be because. The world is so interconnected and, and this COVID-19 has really demonstrated that, uh, you know, really brought that home to people, the, the level of, of connectivity. And it's not just the human connections, but all our supply chains and everything is just uh, connected up. And, you know, I mean, coming back to the whole adult education thing, um, we try to have a philosophy of uh, collaboration and cooperation and working with people. And, you know, it's amazing how much more you can achieve in collaboration and cooperation than you can 
true antagonism. Um, you know, like if you reach out to people anywhere in the world, they are genuine, decent people. Uh, and there are no, there's no bad races. There's no bad religions. Everybody is, I mean, I, maybe I'm, I'm too uh, optimistic, but I, I think there's good in every single person. Mm -hmm. And I think our job as educators is to get people to realize the good in themselves and to share that good with others and to bring out the good in other people as well. Um, so I think that's Wonderful. what COVID-19 says to me, you know, that we, yes. we need to rise to this challenge in a way. We need to create a better future for our children, our grandchildren, for people who are not related to us, people in sub-Saharan Africa, or in Asia, or in Europe, or America, or wherever they are. Yeah. Um, we just need to think and work together because we have the resources to do it. We do. We have we the do resources have the to resources. do it. And we, yeah, we just, need to, yeah. we just need to mobilize those. And I think one of the things I hope that maybe will change is, you know, the sense of entitlement, the sense of consumerism, which has really obsessed us in the last number of years. And this mm -hmm. idea that we always have to be doing something. Right. Um, you know, and, and academics are the worst, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, we work 24 seven, right? We yeah, don't know when to shut off. Yep. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, and the system we work in promotes that. Yeah. And uh, it promotes competition between academics and so on. So. We, we, we just need to take a breath. We need to stop yeah. and say, what are the things that we truly value? Fine and when course. you, yep. you know, so, and this is, I think, one of the things that COVID-19 brings home to us all, every single person, is yeah. our vulnerability. I do, and I think, oh, as you said a lot in those, those past few minutes, so, um, Let's go, let's go to the, the last one about taking a breath, right? And, and understanding uh, what's important, right? Um, trying to shut off. I think that I've seen some campaigns now about uh, work, you know, just taking time to spend with your children if you have them or taking time to spend with whoever you're isolated with. Uh, I saw an article about taking the time to grieve because somebody had a friend die months ago and they hadn't taken the time to actually grieve because they were so busy doing their job. So I think taking the time to breathe and understand what's important to you is, is probably a really important thing for us to think about. And then uh, going back to the idea that how we're all interconnected, right? Um, the the hashtag out there is we're in this together we're hashtag we're in this together and it doesn't mean hashtag we're in it together only in auburn alabama or hashtag we're in it only together in uh michigan or hashtag right only in the united states it means that we are interconnected like you said in terms of humanity in terms of of caring about one another, being understand that we are vulnerable, that this COVID-19 is the great equalizer in some ways. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, 
you know, I, I just saw a little article where uh, in sub-Saharan Africa where the elites have to use the local hospitals. And that's an interesting uh, experience for them as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, the other thing I think is that uh, the planet we live on, uh, the planet has, has been really under a lot of stress and strain. And ironically, COVID-19 has lifted some of that stress and strain and mm -hmm. maybe we'll begin to appreciate the planet a little bit more mm -hmm. and think about how we consume and how we operate in the planet and say, well, maybe, maybe there are things we can do to stop the calamitous scenario mm -hmm. because however bad the COVID-19 crisis is, climate is a far, 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 far bigger crisis. And when this really ramps up, my God, we will be looking back fondly at COVID-19 and saying, wow, well, that was such a small thing by comparison. So people just need to uh, think about that quite a bit. Um, and the other thing, you know, you said about, about uh, people spending time with their kids and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in lockdown here in, in my house and uh, my, my kids are adults now. Um, but I mean, I, I do appreciate the time I'm spending with them. And uh, one day during the week, uh, my son uh, <laughs> had a little project where he uh, converted a used old rusty gas bottle into a barbecue. Uh -huh. So we worked on this together and we, we had no equipment, so we had to make the equipment in order to do uh -huh. it. And, uh, you know, I've been cooking with members of the family and cooking for them and they've been cooking for me. And, you know, so I think, I think when we look back on this time, uh, if we're lucky enough to have the, the time to yes. look back, a lot of people won't have time to look back. Yes. Uh, but if we are lucky enough to have the time to look back, then... I think we will look at this as a very, very special time. Um, and I think um, small children, I, I, I can, we have a family WhatsApp group um, with my siblings and, and, and their children and their, you know, and their children's children. Yeah. And um, we've been looking at a lot of pictures of my nephews and nieces with their, their little ones uh, playing and uh, you know, out and about and doing kinds of things and making slides and, you know, all kinds of fun things. Yeah. Uh, and this is what they're doing instead of school. But they will remember these days, you know, much more than they'll ever remember school. I know. <laughs> and uh, I, think, I think there are a lot of very, very, very positive things out of it. Uh, and I think the, the way people are collaborating across the world um, and, you know, sharing science and and all of these things. I mean, there are a lot of, lot of positives. So we are going to take a lot of positives out of this, but we are also going to uh, lose a lot of very, very, very good people. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, you know, um, sometimes in the statistics in this country, when they, when they started reporting deaths and initially this, they would say things like, uh, this is an older person with an underlying condition, as if it's okay. Yes. <laughs> you know? And you say to yourself, that's a person. It is. This is somebody's granny. This is somebody's sister. This is somebody's mother. This is somebody's father. This is somebody loved by many, many people. Yes. Uh, you know, so we, we, we need to be, we need to, I suppose, value that 
you know, we, we all get such a brief amount of time to live on the planet. Yes. Uh, so we need to we need to cherish that for ourselves. We need to cherish that for the people around us as well. Uh, you know, and I think that's that's I hope that's one of the things that, that people will think more about. Yes. Uh, to, to what extent we allow other people to flourish, that we enable other people to achieve the things they need to achieve. Um, you know, and it's maybe not just about me all of the time. Yes. You know, I so, think that, so that's very poignant, Seamus. That's very poignant. I think that that if if we were lucky among the lessons learned, I think that 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 we need to value everyone, each individual, not just ourselves. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. All right. Yes. Well, I want to thank you for spending time with us today, um, and I look forward to perhaps seeing you in person in the coming months or at least in the next year or so and we want to wish you and your your family well and and to you and your family as well and to everybody in the u.s um you know it's uh the the there is such a deep connection between ireland and the u.s um I, I, I think most Irish people don't see it as a separate country. They, they see it as kind of a, <laughs> that we're almost, uh, we're almost part of it. We're almost like the 51st state in some ways. And Excellent. So, yeah, so it's, it's nice to have an opportunity to speak to my friends and colleagues and to people who don't know me, but uh, they'll hear my voice through uh, you, Leslie, and I'm very, very happy that you invited me and I'm very happy that... I can contribute in some small way. All right. Thank you so much, Seamus. Take care.